Hello and welcome to Lunch With Lee. I'm your host Shane Lee. Today on the show, Steve Balby, an Australian musician, record producer and songwriter. He was the founding bass guitarist in the rock band Noiseworks and also formed a group called the Electric Hippies. Away from music, he's a cricket tragic and loves to travel. And Dr. Jordan Ewan, an Australian biomedical engineer, an inventor and futurist, whose achievements include creating the mind-controlled wheelchair and other technologies to help improve lives of those living with physical disabilities. Let's get started. Welcome to Lunch with Lee. I'm your host, Shane Lee. Today on the show, Steve Balby. Welcome, Steve. Hey, hey, Shane. Nice to see you, mate. mate. Great to see you. Back from your holiday, too. We'll talk about that in a minute. Sure. And Dr. Jordan Ewan. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you, Shane. Always good to see my old mate, Steve, too. Boys, I... I I just had to have you two on the show together. I was at a, I think it was a CBRE function a few months ago. You were both there. And it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. It's um, a bit of technology that you've um, developed uh, where it allows people with disabilities, in particular cerebral palsy, to look at a computer screen and the use of their eyes to play music while Steve was singing the song. It just blew my mind. That's awesome, hey? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. I read in my research that you dived into a friend's pool when you were young, you hit your head, you didn't break your neck, but you started to look into what life could be like um, with disabilities. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was when I was around about 20 years old, I was um, just being silly with some friends. We had a backyard pool, we at a, at a birthday party, and there was a diving board. I'd never seen a diving board at a yeah. backyard pool party before. <laughs> diving board on the edge of the pool, we were being a bit silly, running and jumping off it. I ended up running jumping onto the board and then diving off it and the board came loose and moved back um, I had my hands out when I went into the water and I knew I was over I was, I was flipped over a bit but my head hit the bottom of the pool first and I just felt this massive crunch across the back of my neck and I heard it it was deafening and uh, yeah um, I just got very lucky no fractures or breakages but I tore some of the muscles in the neck you don't like realize how much they do they yeah, eat sure. every one of those muscles until you can't use one and um, I got stuck in, in bed, lay down on my back. Uh, it was really painful, but it was a day and a half of just reflecting on the things I took for granted. I didn't know if I was going to get up again. I, I actually couldn't even get up onto my side. Wow. Um, but this was, yeah, this was a long time ago. And what it led me to do was to start looking into disability statistics. I found out one in five Australians have some form of a disability. Right. One in 16 have severe or profound. And, you know, we all knew the story of, of um, uh, Superman. Yes. You know, and um, so hearing about Christopher Reeve's story, how he was thrown from a horse, broke his neck, ended up using a tube to control his wheelchair. And what I found was that was the highest level you could get to where you still had control over right. mobility right. was the tube. If you couldn't, you know, before that, there's the, the joystick or there's a chin stick for controlling a power wheelchair. Nothing else beyond that. So it just led me to into the space um, to decide to stay on with my electrical engineering degree. I was yep. moving into robotics and AI. Uh, start moving into biomedical and started figuring out how we could do things like control a wheelchair with the power of the mind. And that led to many new adventures beyond that, um, including music. I remember the look on your face that night, Steve, watching you playing with a girl that, you know, as a musician, being creative and being able to express yourself is, is everything, isn't it? It's an absolute gift. And yeah. the fact that this girl could get, sit there and she was sitting in her wheelchair at the time and looking at a computer screen, playing music and you were singing with her 
Well, how did you feel? Like the look on your face was just of amazement. Yeah, it's it's extraordinary. And look, I've heard I've heard Jordan's story many times, and just listening to him talk again, then just blows my mind. It, it gives me um, great hope that there's people on the planet like, yeah. like Dr. Jordan. Um, and you know. <laughs> I feel so blessed to have the gift of music. And, yes. I, and you just think for a minute about someone that has that disability yep. that has music in them. Yeah. You're a musician yourself, Shane. You well, know, that's very to, nice to of not, you. <laughs> <laughs> to, to not be able to express that is amazing. And so this, this whole um, uh, concept is game-changing. Yeah. It's a loosely used term these days. It's a game-changer. Yeah, but sure, this, yeah. this actually is. So do you think... Um, I think... Throughout COVID, it was a time where people actually sat down and reflected. I think there's a real period of being creative. Do you think we're going to see, particularly with these um, advances in in, um, uh, in in what Jordan's doing, do you think there's going to be even more of a creative boom in the future? I think creativity is sort of the you know the most important thing in humanity. We yeah. need to cre- we need to create. We keep creating. That's what Dr. Jordan has these ideas, and the next thing you know from his idea action and then all of a sudden a person with disability can play music and these are these are often driven you know that, that creativity you need that time that space to even allow yourself to come up with ideas sure. um, and I didn't used to be an ideas person but what I found was that my ideas tend to be drawn from the people around me from looking at the world around me what I'd like to see you know improved um, sometimes um, big dreams that my friends come up with yep. and particularly those when it seems like a bit of a, a really tough one or even an impossible dream. That's that's some of the adventures that we've gone on, particularly with my social business, Psychonetic. And this one came out of, you know, this one came out of, uh, of me and Jess going to, to Steve's uh, concert way back. It was, uh, when was this? 2013, I think it was. And 2014. And um, we watched Steve play, Jess was taking photos because she had learnt to control her camera through an iPad. Wow. And um, so she can control those movements and, and press where she wants to press and so she was able to use uh, use those devices um, but that wasn't good for, for say music. Um, the timing wasn't, wasn't there. But what I could see was that she just idolised Steve, just, and just wanted to be up there and performing. But also, like Steve said, that that gift of music, she she naturally has that creativity, and she shows that in many other forms, and we love that. Um, and so we said, one day we'll we'll try and figure it out, see if there's a musical instrument we could make, and being able to be involved in that dream and just getting on board and showing us what she wanted while we're building it, going back and forth on that front. We didn't have a lot of time to build the first version of it. It was two weeks. Uh, and then she she was trained by some friends with the um, the Australia Piano Quartet. Well, um, She performed some classical music with, with them at uh, the Opera House. And then we were able to take this to Steve and... Yeah, when that came true, that was 2017, and I tell you what, our whole team—we just lost. We were all just there, bawling in the audience. But it was just amazing to see and be part of this this adventure and this dream. And you know, there's there's very few things that that feel like that. Yeah. That that give you that that feeling of fulfilment and to be part of something there's, like this. There's no doubt um, the look on her face that night too, when and she does have a, a crush on C. But who doesn't? I've got a man crush on you, mate. Oh man, everyone does. <laughs> So you want to get married? <laughs> no, you hang up. You hang up. Who's going to be the boy? <laughs>
that's a whole nother podcast that one but uh, we won't go into today but um, <laughs> I, I just want to um, so th- the song that you recorded um, with Jessica Jessica Irwin yep. um, called Winner yeah, um, psychedelic mix. Um, yeah. Um, well, actually, we'll put that on the end of the podcast so people can listen to it because yeah. it was it's an absolutely amazing thing. Um, what was that that period like when you're actually recording with it? Were you was it, was it really emotional for you? Yeah. yeah well, look, it's it's a tricky thing to put it really simply. Um, I wrote this song, and then what what atmosphere does? That's the the device, yeah. the the sampler, I guess. Um, we get the piano chords and then just puts it into a pie chart. Yep. And then with her eyes, she can trigger whether it's a C chord, F chord, whatever. So then she can basically be the piano player. Wow. And she does that by looking yeah. at the note and blinking. Yeah. Looking she at that pie piece and blinking. Looks at the pie piece, blinks C chord, and she needs to do it relatively in time. It, the machine does quantize it for her. But it's quite amazing. It's just like it's like a, how a lot of rappers and a lot of modern artists actually perform. Yeah. So the song "Winners Losers" is, you know, uh, I guess the, the the spine of it is everyone's a winner, everybody yeah. loses. But this girl in particular, and a lot of the people that you work with with disabilities, just put us to shame. Yeah, you know. So you're you're actually harvesting electronic signals effectively. Well, it's an external device, and it tracks where your eyes are looking. So we used to build these things, and we have, for various applications, built systems that can pick up the electrical activity of the brain. So you can just put a headset on, it picks up the electrical activity of what's going on underneath. We utilize artificial intelligence there to recognize the difference between the signals. Uh, then we moved on to doing utilizing the electrical signals of the eyes. It's called electrooculography, and this is used in sleep studies. Yep. You know, Whenever you move your eyes, your brain sends a little electrical signals to those, those muscles around your eyes that push and pull them so we can pick up on those what we realized with Jess was that we needed that that fast pace we needed the timing to be there and um, and we found that we could just buy an eye tracker from the from the US and this eye tracker comes in it you connect it to a computer it tracks where your eyes are looking on the screen so then we built all the software around that um, utilizing her eye movements where she's looking at any point in time and then the blinks picking up on those and then um, then it it came down to the musicians who were working with and people who were going to help you know, yeah. steer where she was going to go with it while she was uh, wanting to be involved heavily in the creative process as well. And, um, and this is one of the things that we absolutely love about, about Jess and I think that we all learn on, on the way is, is that drive and motivation and what they can do when, when you have a dream, when you have a vision of where you want to go. This is not the only creative outlet she has. It's, it's definitely one that's had a massive, massive impact. She also draws. She does different types of art. She always pushes her limits. She's now moved into into programming. Yeah. She's in DevOps for us at Psychonetic. She does all kinds of programming, and um, and she's just wanting to always push her abilities and her skills, um, but to remember entire musical pieces and then perform them live. I mean, as you, as you saw, it's it's something pretty special. Um, the stuff you do with Psychonetic, and that's a, a, effectively what you're trying to do is you're trying to provide technologies that are more affordable and accessible um, for for people and. Um, Go to the website and check it out. It's amazing stuff that you guys are doing. I want to take a quick break now, and we're here at District Brasserie in Chifley Tower in Sydney CBD, and um, we all know this is probably one of my favourite restaurants. Uh, The entrees, we're going to go today with some roasted beets. The tiger prawns look amazing. And I think today, instead of having the steak, I'm going to have the um, Vanek Burn free-range chicken, grilled 
with gem lettuce, artichoke, oh, and a grommelata. That looks fantastic. Some fries on the side, and O'Brien beer, and maybe a little glass of Chardonnay with that chicken. Let's get started. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Now, now, Steve, um, you just got back from holiday. Tell me about it. I did. First holiday in 40 years. <laughs> so you, you, you would have been sitting on the beaches in Europe somewhere. You're probably using your eyes as well for a while. Just to order a coffee, maybe. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't using much of my physical uh, body structure at all. Uh, apart from swimming in the Mediterranean with my family. Look, Shane, beautiful. you know, I had this, this moment uh, swimming in, uh, off the island Gozo in Malta with all my kids and my family and it just dawned on me what was really important and it, it is simply them and simply the moment yeah. That, yeah. that we're in uh, and yeah man I mean I've, done, I've made some pretty bad mistakes in my life but I must have done something right to end up there well, big time. We're just on that. Like, um, it, it, we spoke about it last time I had you on the podcast. But yeah, you, know, you, you had your issues when going through the ban and you know, with drugs and alcohol, and then you're totally sober these days. But you, you must look back now and go, a, how lucky you were um, to be able to have that moment with your family in the Mediterranean. Um, but you, was there a point where you realised the, the path, the fork in the road? Oh yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm you know, when I do shows, I, I always. Throughout the show, somewhere I'll, I'll ask the audience, you know, is it good to be alive? And, and it's it's not a it's not a entertainment thing. I'm not after a, a pause. I'm just reminding myself and reminding them because I should should have been dead many times, you know, but before the age of thirty. And um, you know, and I, I think life's a gift, you know. And yeah, being being away with my family just sort of brought it all home. I've actually survived it. 23 years abstinent. I help people on a daily basis as far as trying to get off yep. um, drugs and alcohol. I'm helping a band at the moment that's really struggling with lead singers really struggling, and uh, you know it's nice to be of service. Well, it's it's awesome. There's there are so many lessons that you give through your music, through your art, yep. and through your words. And I think that you touch many hearts, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's something so. really great. It's why we, we absolutely love you. Thanks, man. Feelings mutual. Now, Jordan, doing the research on yourself, um, I, I, I want to ask, like, where's this all going? Like, it just seems like there is a... All of a sudden, there's this technology that is starting to really 
develop and, and come to come to life. Um, I watched a little, a little doco on you around virtual reality and how they're helping people um, with spinal injuries, like um, quadriplegics, actually use virtual reality to effectively look like look like they're climbing Mount Everest um, and putting electrodes into their legs, and then they're starting to all of a sudden get the signal from the brain to the legs again. It's just like. It's mind blowing. It's it's fascinating. Um, you know, and I, I, wrote, I wrote all about these things, going really deep into them in my book, A Human's Guide to the Future, because what we're what we're living at is this really really interesting time where we've got all these foundational technologies that are going to pave the way for the new yep. future that we're yep. moving into. And these are all the way from the stuff that we've been working on, applications of artificial intelligence, biomedical technology, moving through to robotics, virtual reality, extended reality tech. You know, extended reality covers virtual all the way through to augmented reality, lots of different types, and, uh, and even avatars. And what we looked at in this, this documentary, I do a lot of documentaries with ABC and Discovery Channel, um, always looking at those advancements in science and technology, what we can be hopeful for for the future, um, how we can collectively, through these conversations, steer the change that are coming our way. Now, when it comes to virtual reality, as we, we explored and meet the avatars on the ABC, we were looking into applications outside of gaming and entertainment. Where else is it going to have an impact? And what we found with uh, with this particular application that you're mentioning was my mate Angus. Um, he had a spinal cord injury from uh, a bike accident. He was riding a bike, car came out, out in front of him. He was traveling about 70K down a hill. Um, ended up with a C7 complete spinal cord injury. So what do we know about complete severing of the spinal cord? No signal gets down or back up again. Yep. Well, this is what we think we know. And this is what's so fascinating. We're learning so much more about the brain and body every day. And virtual reality is one of those ways that we can, we can explore new opportunities in research. So this came from a study from Brazil. Eight people, all paraplegic, you know, through spinal cord injury, utilizing exoskeletons in their therapy every day. Now walking on a treadmill, exoskeleton moving their legs yep. for them. Um, just to see if there's any sort of rehabilitation. It's good for the muscles, but no rehabilitation. After, um, after two years of, of that, they introduced virtual reality into the therapy. They would look down, they'd see their legs on grass. Now the fundamental difference there is that your mind is being tricked into believing that you are in control of your legs. This made its way to Australia. We saw the research with my, my mates at Smart Body, Smarter Minds, and um, they were using the, the virtual reality therapy. My friend Angus would see he's doing something independent, like climbing Mount Everest. He wouldn't see the therapist moving his legs or the electrical stimulation to his legs that you mentioned. But he's there, he's yep. there. And, uh, and after, it was about six, seven months, he started moving and feeling again. He showed us movement of his foot, which was like watching a miracle. Um, not only that, he ended up doing an assisted stand for us, where he had to, he, he was in control of his, his legs and I, I, he had I to stand that. up. I, I almost brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. Um, from, from a complete spinal cord injury, yeah, complete severing the spinal cord, how does that happen? Absolute magic. Just hold it there as we're gonna take a quick break. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. 
O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney's CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. If you're joining this episode, maybe check out a previous one where I spoke to someone else in the medical field, Dr. Charlie Teo, who was the surgeon on my good mate and former cricketer, Gavin Robertson. We spoke about all things about life, cricket, sport in general. How far away are we from people never been bound to a wheelchair again, do you think? Well, it always depends on how it occurs, because okay. there's many different different types, whether it's acquired, like a spinal cord injury, yep. or it's something that a person's born with, like cerebral palsy. They're all quite different in, in how they, they operate, um, but we're definitely seeing these inroads into this type of biomedical technology. So if we say, you know, go from a wheelchair to, say, an exoskeleton, we might be able to see that in the next 10 years. You know, it might be as soon as 10 years we'll be able to see a person independently standing up wow. and walking with the assistance of some sort of exoskeleton. When it comes to um, to completely rehabilitating a person from, say, a spinal cord injury, I think we've still got a long way to go, but those are definitely the starting points. And what these technologies allow us to do is to explore many new avenues that we never knew previously. We're still learning. It's still very new in human history that we've even learned that the brain can rewire itself yeah. in neuroplasticity or the ability to heal itself um, and say, for the body we're still learning so much about ourselves and what I love about our explorations into science and tech is that there's a lot of positive opportunities that we can explore as well learn more about ourselves more about how we can improve quality of life and more about the uh, the planet that we all call home are we seeing these developments in music itself uh, like with, with with technology and is technology been a is it a helper or a hindrance do you think oh technology is wonderful it really is because it, it, it just gives your, your creative self more tools to use. There's nothing stopping you from playing guitar, but there's nothing stopping you from not playing guitar and making great music. I think that's, um, you know, you can make a, a wonderful sounding record in your kitchen yeah, on you a can. laptop. Yeah. And, and, you know, you get a lot of old school guys, especially a lot of my <laughs> old mates, that have sort of stuck in their ways and sort of, you know, nearly begrudge technology. And I think they're just really missing out. But look, times have changed when you had to be signed to a record label and the record label would pretty much give you no money. They'd give you an advance. But you then, still get no money. That's right. Yeah. And, and then the executives would put on, on, on the bill their, their business class airfares and all the other trimmings that go with that. And you never pay it off. And um, But it's good to see people now are somewhat in control of their destiny. Well, yeah, there's, that's, that's a little bit of a myth because, you know... 100% of nothing's nothing. So you can make a record You can make a record in your kitchen, and then what? You put it on Spotify? Well, guess what? You hit, you hit a, you know, stream a song on Spotify. Firstly, you have to play more than 29 seconds. If you do, the artist will get 0.003 of a, of a cent, which is not much. So you need a million streams to make $5,000. So... I'm kind of one of the lucky ones. I have a fan base. So what I do is I make my own record. It doesn't cost me anything. But if I was to put it on Spotify, I would make nothing from it because I'm not quite at that level where I'm getting over a million streams. I might get just under that. So what I do is I put it out 
on my social network yeah. and my loyal fans buy it off me. I make enough money to make another record. Gotcha. But if you're, if you're a young kid, it's really difficult. It really is difficult. On the other hand, the opportunities, if, if the planets align, are just ridiculous. Blows out of the water. What, what, what are you working on now? Um, working on a new record for myself. In fact, um, I have a song called Extraordinary Ordinary, okay. which, which we're going to do a psychonetic mix of. Cool. Um, Very excited. Which is a wonderful song. Do you need a rhythm guitarist on that? Do you want to play? I'd love to. You can come anytime. <laughs> I'm in, mate. I want to be part of that. That's one of the most amazing things ever. Brilliant. Uh, so I'm making a new record, and to be honest, I've decided to make this record all within the box. There's going to be no real drums on it. You know, it's all going to be programmed, um, which, are, which is really exciting for me. After that, uh, about three years ago, I'd finished producing a Noiseworks record, so yes. that's out. We just had a, number one. We just had a number one single, which is great. Oh, awesome. Um, and then we're going to finish the rest of the year touring Noiseworks, so that'll make a lot of old fans happy. Take me back, baby. Yeah, yeah that's where we're going. <laughs> all the way back. And Jordan, what, what's what's next for you, mate? What, what are you guys working on as Psychokinetic now? Well, we're, um, we're in the process of, um, of raising investment so we can take the uh, the tech across the board to these, these next places, yep. from avatars to work that we're doing on um, on cameras for improving quality of life in um, in care homes, um, improving the experience for the carers as well, um, and then our devices that Jess has been using, which we call Aura. So we're taking that forward. Um, I'm also working on new documentaries and in my spare time building some robots and uh, dreaming about the day when I'll, I'll eventually pick up a guitar and learn how to play. So well, you <laughs> might need one. You use a robot. <laughs> we love watching Steam. <laughs> Mate, it makes us all feel good. Now, I ask everyone the same question that comes on lunch with Lee. Um, I'll ask you first, Steve. Um, if a young boy or girl wants to go into the field of music, what advice would you give them? Believe, believe, believe. Even if you don't believe, believe you believe. Love the music and it'll look after you. Yeah, great advice. And Jordan, a young boy or girl wants to go into, say, neuroscience, um, wants, wants to work with robotics, what advice would you give them? Well, whether it's science or technology, engineering, whatever it is, um, what I say is if you find what inspires you, the challenges that inspire you, the people that inspire you, the solutions that you would love to see created, become part of that solution. So move towards the areas that you're interested in that can help fulfill the things that you're inspired by because that's what culminates in what is a level of purpose. It's how we find our why, the things that we want to see change in the world, the things that we'd love to see improved. So, you know, you can do anything, anything you set your mind to. And, um, and that's the story that came through often from people I've worked with. Jess used to express it to me. You can do whatever you set your mind to, and I absolutely love that. And, um, with STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, we, we need more girls, don't we? We need more girls studying those fields because there's a real shortage. Absolutely, and, and at the same time, we're seeing a lot of the, the movements in that space. I've been doing a lot of work in education uh, groups, working with a lot of schools and seeing STEM competitions, yep. and it's amazing. I just went to one a uh, week and a half ago where we had primary school kids, high school kids tackling big issues from climate change to pollution to wildlife conservation, um, taking on these big challenges and then building their own projects. And uh, and I was seeing a pretty even spread between boys and girls as well, so obviously a lot of things are, are changing in that space you can do whatever it is that you want to do yeah. don't don't feel like you have to go with the flow you know be be the person that you want to be 
That's great advice. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on Lunch with Lee. We're at District Brasserie, um, based here in Chifley Tower. We're going to have a fantastic lunch now. If you haven't had the steak here, they cook it on a charcoal grill. It's oh, mind-blowing. Wow. Mind-blowing. And um, like you two both have been today, um, go and check out Noiseworks. They're on tour. And uh, and look out for your new music. And, and Dr. Jordan, mate, you are an inspiration, mate. You are doing a lot of great things for a lot of people that really need it. And uh, it gives me goosebumps to say that, but mate, keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're a superstar. Oh, thank you. Just, just a lot of adventures. Adventures yep. with people we like. Good on you, Doctor. <laughs> I'm so glad you're on the planet, man. Yeah, well done. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. That's it for Lunch With Lee this week. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Steve Balby and Dr. Jordan Ewan. Thanks to our sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital, O'Brien Beer, and thanks to District Brasserie Sydney for once again a fantastic lunch. Make sure you hit follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from and do us a favour, hit five stars. And if you're there and you're passionate, please leave a review. And come check us out on Instagram. I'm at Lunch With Lee. Our official Lunch With Lee photography was done by Felicity Kelly. You can check her out on Instagram on Felicity Kelly Portraits. And a big thank you once again to our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back with some more legends to talk about sport, music and business on another episode of Lunch With Lee. We'll see you there. like a game At times we fall Into the arms of defeat sometimes We carry on And we've got everything to lose And so we fight The good fight Good fight Everyone's a winner sometime Everybody loses sometime If you try and then it's
lights on.